Hello, and welcome to my first episode of, I guess, the first season of this podcast. You know, the funny thing is I actually recorded episodes for this podcast before, but I had deleted it because... You know, school just came and hit me in my face. And ever since then, I just wasn't able to record. And then even with that being said, life just started changing. Things started shifting. Mountains started moving. Come on, that's a word for somebody. And what I had previously recorded just did not apply to my life currently. So that is both a testimony, but it's also a way of saying saying that, you know, ish went down. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> Things happen, life happens, and that's pretty much what this podcast is going to be about. I feel like I am just in a position in my life where I'm just getting taught life lesson after life lesson after life lesson. And I say that solely because I feel like all of the 23 years that I have lived on this earth, it wasn't until like like November 2020 that I finally started to realize what this life is about. So, you know, maybe I'm a late bloomer. Maybe God just wanted me to enjoy life being naive. I don't know what it is, but I'm grateful now. Because I have definitely learned so much. And I'm I'm grateful. I mean, there were some times where I was sad. I was depressed. But God is good, you know. And I'm here today. So that's really all that matters. So like I said before, this podcast is just simply going to be me talking. I'm going to have all different topics. We're going to talk about all different kinds of things. Today's episode, I really don't have anything substantial to talk about. I just kind of wanted to introduce you guys into this podcast, into this new season. Like I said, I did have previously recorded videos. I mean, not videos, podcasts that honestly only like, I kid you not, out of everybody I've ever met in my life, probably two or three people knew that I had a podcast before. I didn't tell anybody. In fact, I wasn't going to tell anybody when I first started my podcast in February, I want to say I started, just because I just kind of wanted it to be like, if you find it, you find it. I really just told like the very, 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 you know, VIP people in my life. And um, yeah, that, I mean, I don't feel like that was a bad thing to do. Sometimes... In the past, I feel like I've started things and I just don't finish it because <laughs> I don't like things to be hard. I It's so funny because there's a lot of things that I do that is considered hard, but for the most part, I just don't like things to be hard. But I can say that... Um, I can say that I've learned to accept that it's the hard things that make you stronger. It's the hard things that make you better. And that's exactly where I stand today. I had to go through some hardships, just like everybody else in this life. I mean, if you haven't gone through hardships, girl, what is your secret? You probably sleeping all day. You probably, (laughs) I don't even know. But even I sleep most of the time, but I'm still going through stuff. So it's just like, um, I just had to come to the fact that, you know, there's going to be some things in life that are just hard. 
and it's just up to us to decide how we react to the situation. I used to be, um, y'all heard of fight or flight. I used to flight. I used to just not want to be associated with any trouble, any bad things. It was just like, ugh, I don't even want to deal with this. It's just too much for me. I would rather just keep my peace. But I did realize sometimes you do have to fight too to keep your peace. And one thing I am the biggest advocate, like I would get it tattooed to my body, but I don't know, (laughs) self-love. Self-love, that is the biggest takeaway that I get from all my 23 years of life is learning how to truly love myself for who I am and because of whose I am. You know, I'm a child of God. And when you learn about the way he gave up his only child for me, for you, like, do you all know how many times I sin a day? I um got baptized again towards the end of um February. Once again, only a couple of people knew. And, um, you know, I pretty much decided to just give my life to God. And something that I realized is like, dang, how lucky am I? Like, how lucky am I to be in a position where he's just always ready to forgive? And I felt like with self-love, there were situations that I wasn't ready to forgive myself for, but he had already forgiven me for. And then that's what I had to learn. And so I learned that through um, toxic relationships, whether it be friendships or intimate relationships but I definitely learned it the hard way but I'm I'm blessed I'm grateful because now all I care about is myself (laughs) and I know some people probably hear that and they're like oh my god you're so conceited you're narcissistic no honey that's a whole different ball game that's a whole different language I mean I'm so obsessed and in love with myself that I'm gonna put my comfort first I used to purposely hang out with certain people and purposely put up with certain stuff just because I didn't want to be labeled as, oh, she's upset, she's this, she's that, da 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 You know, in reality, it's like, I just don't want to be here. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure there's some people who feel the same way. I feel like growing up, I was an extrovert. I was a social butterfly. I could talk to anybody. I could be friends, acquainted with just anybody. But like I said, it wasn't until the end of 2020 when I realized, you know, I I can't help that I'm changing. I just cannot help it. It's for my benefit, not for anyone else's. And so I quickly became an introvert. And now I would just rather be by myself. Um, I would rather be to myself than to just go out and be uncomfortable, if that makes sense. But um, that doesn't apply to any specific situation because, like I said, I was a social butterfly. Like there, <laughs> We're going to get into that during this podcast, but I finally had to just take a step back and be like, Stephanie, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do today? Is that what you want to do? No. Okay. Go find some. What do you want to do today? And that's what self-love is about. Putting yourself purposely in a situation where you feel at peace and you feel comfortable. And when I say comfortable, I just mean content because of course there's going to be some situations in life that you have to be uncomfortable. For example, I'm in nursing school. It wasn't comfortable. Anybody who is an advocate for self-love is going to tell you, why are you in nursing school if you love yourself? 
I ask myself that question all the time, but it's because I want more for myself. It's because that's a goal that I want. It's because that's a career that I'm reaching for. I'm going to go through this uncomfortable phase so that in the end, I will find some comfort and find some peace, which glory to God, I did. I just went through the biggest hump in my school programs, um, in my school's program. So round of applause because that was... (laughs) gosh yeah we're gonna talk about that too but that was like that was crazy I don't know what that was but that was crazy I'm still tired it's been about a week maybe two weeks since we've been um out of school and I'm still tired because they dragged us through the mud and when I say drag us through the mud, I want you to literally imagine a rag doll getting dragged through the mud, like not just on his back. I mean, twist that rag doll in the mud, stomp on it, spit on it, whatever you want to do. That's what they did to us. And um, it's so funny because certain people in my program, my school's program, have spoken out about it. And I'm really interested to see how this is going to um, affect the school because shout out to them. They are speaking up. They're speaking out because my school's program is really, really toxic. It's a very, very toxic environment. But, you know, some people are like, oh, can you just go to a different nursing school? No, honey, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> you're pretty much stuck, especially this far into the program. You're pretty much stuck. Nobody wants to start all over at another school's program. And y'all want to know something? I started a new job in the hospital. And I, yes, I do. Okay, I'm not going to say I regret going to my school's program. But what I will say is, Like I said, it's a toxic learning environment solely because of the professors. Now, like I said, I started this new job, so I was able to meet other nursing students um, from different schools. And I used to go to a (laughs) TW... Whatever. I used to go to TWU, which is a PWI. And now I'm at an HBCU. And a lot of people, they're always asking me, like, oh, why did you transfer, blah, blah, blah. And I always say, oh, it's because I didn't like it. And it wasn't until uh, my first week of orientation at my new job that I realized why I didn't like that school. And for one, TWU, it's a lot of girls, so it's catty. It's just like, ugh, I don't want to be here. And I was too far away from home. I'm, I'm a homebody. I love my family so much. Like, even though I'd barely be home, <laughs> I still love the idea that I could just go home, you know. But, um... So I went to, you know, that PWI and now I currently go to a HBCU. And what I have noticed is that the reason why I didn't like the PWI and why I love my HBCU is if there's one thing we're going to do is we're going to stick together. I'm going to stick beside him. That's my man. Yes, we are going to stick together. We are going to help each other through and through and through. And I noticed that because why do we have to take like these quizzes quizzes for orientation? And I asked this guy who went to the prestigious A&M. If you're from Texas, you know, there are different stereotypes for different schools. But if there's one school that everybody is like, "Mm," like, you know, jock, douchebag type of energy, it's A&M. I don't care. Come for me. I don't care. A&M has the douchebags. We know this. We know this. 
um, you know, the ones who are like, what are those things called? Um, those like tubes where they drink beer out of and those people, the like the real, real, like, you know, Caucasian frats. Like that's, that's A&M to me. And so we're working on the quiz and I'm like asking him, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't move on because I just can't get this question right. I was like, how did you do it? Like, what did you do? He was like, yeah, no, you just have to get it correct. You just have to get it correct. My, mm, my N word, where, what do you mean I have to get it correct? Give me the answer. Like, if I was talking to another PV student, oop, there I go, slipped up, whatever. I go to PV, let's go PV. If I was going, if I was talking to another student at my school, I would have, they would have given me the answer because we just stick together. And it's not like it was for a grade. It was like, you know, these um, modules that we had to complete for orientation. But I don't know what it was, but that's when it clicked. And it's like, oh my gosh, in the real world, I'm not going to have a lot of coworkers who came from an HBCU, whether it be uh, Texas Southern, PV, um, all the other HBCUs around this whole entire world. I'm not always going to have that. And something that going to an HBCU has taught me is literally how to stick together, how to help your people out, how to be there for your people. And it's kind of crazy to me that as a coworker, which, you know, him and I are clearly going to be, you couldn't even help me with this one little thing. How am I supposed to depend on you? And I know some people are like, no, it's a quiz. Be honest. Girl, shut up. Girl, shut up. Because nobody has time for that. How am I supposed to depend on you when we're on the floor? We work in a very hectic, on a very hectic unit. So you already showed me that you're not going to be my first coworker that I'm going to turn to. And working in the healthcare facility, you want to be able to trust and rely on your coworkers. Y'all don't got to be best friends. Y'all don't got to be married. But you do want to have that intimate, trusting relationship. And he already is like, eh, off my radar. Y'all, I kid you not, the next day I came to that orientation, I was to myself. And this is... <laughs> This is just telling of how much of an introvert I've become. It's like there's just certain things that I'm not even going to give you a second chance to just, you know, change my mind about. If you turn me off, you turn me all the way off. I don't know if that's toxic or not, but personally, with all the BS I've had to go through with different friendships and relationships, there's only so much that I can put up with now. Like, yeah, that's just that. I'm just going to leave it at that. So, when he did that, I was like, boy, okay. Literally, the girl next to me, she was doing a different module. She was a black girl. Like, come on, I'm trying to tell y'all. I'm not trying to bring race into this. But she was even like, she she understood what I was asking. Everybody with ears understood what I was asking. And she was like, she felt my frustration. She was just like, girl. And I'm like, girl, exactly. Like, I'm clearly asking this guy to help me. And he's just saying, oh, yeah, you got to get it correct. Boy, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Don't you think I know that? Don't you? I can't move on. That's why. Because I haven't gotten it correct. I'm talking about something. No, no, you just need to get it correct. You just need to get it correct. I was like, if I could just reach across this computer lab. And, okay, let me stop. I'm saved. I'm saved. But I don't even know where, how we led into that. But long story short, I've become an introvert. I've learned to be to myself, by myself. And that's not to say that there's a difference between being lonely and then just simply being alone. And I'm just alone. That's it. I choose to be alone. I do have um, the best family in the whole entire world. And then I have um, 
some good friends, some good support. But I choose to be alone because I've seen what it feels like to feel left out or to feel just out of the loop or, you know, just things like that. And I didn't like the way it made me feel. And I always like to um think about, I always like to think of myself sometimes outside of my body. Like if I'm going through a situation, I kind of like to disassociate myself from the situation and look at it from the outside perspective and I always just feel so bad for her I'd be like Stephanie you do not need to go through this <laughs> like no seriously because I know I wouldn't ever let um anybody that I knew go through feelings of feeling like you know left out you guys it's not a fun feeling and it's so funny because I don't think I ever noticed it until like I said towards the end of last year I was like wow this is such a excuse my language but this is such a shitty feeling like who would want this feeling especially when you're surrounded by so many people and you still kind of feel alone and that's not to say um and this is what I've learned that's not even to say that it's the people you're hanging out with it can solely be you a lot of you know people are like oh well god removed me from their life and blah 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 and I used to think that and don't get me wrong there's still some people that God has removed out of my life and I'm more than thankful or he has exposed who they really were and I'm more than thankful. But, you know, I still keep it cordial, y'all know. But sometimes God removes you from other people's life. Like, we're so quick to be like, oh, no, 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 you were removed from my life. No, honey, God removed you from their life. Maybe there was a place that they're going that God didn't want you to be a part of, you know? And so I had to definitely check myself and check myself internally. And um, I'm so grateful to the friends who understood because my thing is, if I'm going to work on myself, I'm going to work on myself. That does not involve you. That doesn't involve the next person or the next person. It involves me and God. So if I need that personal time, if I need that personal space, I expect because everybody needs a chance to grow. Everybody is deserving of a chance to grow and understand what they're going through. I would really expect and respect someone who understands that because um, I know some people who've gone off in hiatus and, you know, needed some personal time and personal space. I'm such an advocate for that because this world is so freaking crazy. Like every day is a different story. Astoria. <laughs> every day is a different story. Black lives matter. Asian lives matter. Free Palestine. Just all these abortion. It's just like so many things are always going on. So I... Once again, as you guys are going to hear throughout just my podcast podcast in general, is I love self-love. And a part of self-love is taking a time out from the world. And it's not like I had the choice semester four of nursing school because I couldn't do anything anyways. But it also was honestly a way for me to just, okay, let me step out of this world and let me focus on what I need to focus on. And I felt like this semester was a test to my character, a test to my faith. But, um, you know, God, he's so good. He brought me out. I love him. I literally be like praying to God, like, I love you so much. Like, I love him. He is my best friend. There's no, he is my number one. I used to be like, oh my God, you're my best friend. You're my best. No, no, no. He is my best friend. And that should apply to everybody because 
even in the times of darkness, even in the times of depression, when I felt no one was there, he was always there. He was always there. He has never forsaken me. He has never left me. He has always been the one steady, the one stable thing in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. And that's why I really do try to live my life for him. And it's tough. Um, Something else that I want to mention in this podcast is like, I saw someone title their podcast Saved-ish. And that's the perfect title for what I feel I am right now. It's like, I'm too saved for the people who are in the world, but then I'm not saved enough for the people who are in the church. So it's like, I'm in the middle. I'm not a lukewarm Christian. Christian, I'm a thousand percent Christian. No lukewarm over here. But I'm just like, I'm tugging in between, okay, if I go to try to tell you about the Bible, it's like, girl, can we wait? Like, let's take a couple of shots. And then if I go to try to tell you about what I'm going through, you're like, well, why are you even going through that? You should be in your Bible. And it's like, where are the saved-ish people? Like, please, where are the saved-ish people? Because this world is so hard. It's so hard. But God is still so good. And he is faithful. And he will bring us out of every single situation and that's why I just call him my best friend like he's my he's my one and only and so back to just being an introvert and being alone he is just always with me so I never really feel alone now physically I'd be feeling alone I'd be like oh my god (laughs) I have like a body pillow that I literally sleep with some nights because I'm just like I am so lonely but that's just adulting in general Okay, sorry, we had like a quick little interruption, but um, what was I saying? Yes, that's just adulting in general. You know, you're going to have times where you feel alone because it's just like, I always used to wonder whenever I would see my parents, you know, happily married, have their children, whatever. I'll be like, when I was younger, I used to always ask my mom, like, like I told you guys, I was a social butterfly. So I had like 40,000 best friends (laughs) when I was younger I just had so many friends and I was just miss popular da, da, da. and um I remember talking to my mom when I was younger and from this day this sticks out to me because when I was younger I didn't get it and I felt so bad for her but um I don't know what I was going through as a kindergarten as a first grader but whatever it led into a conversation where I asked her how many friends does she have because maybe I was going through something And this woman told me she had one best friend. And I was shook. I felt for her. I felt so, mind you, this is me, like, young, 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 young. I felt so bad for my mom for the longest time. I was like, I cannot believe she only has one best friend. Like, she deserves more. I was so sad for her. I was like, I cannot believe that. You know, and it stuck with me clearly I'm 23 years old it stuck with me for so long and I was like I cannot believe this woman has one best friend and then some days I would catch her talking to clearly multiple people and I'll be like I don't get it (laughs) I was like how does this woman have one best friend but she'd be talking to everybody and everybody and then it dawned on me what the meaning of friendship is and I remember her even having a conversation to me about it when I was younger but you know it didn't click but it's like that word friendship is so it's become overly saturated 
in everybody's life because of social media, you know, Facebook friends, you know, you have your followers on Instagram or your close friends on Instagram. That word has become so oversaturated that sometimes I feel like it has slipped through the cracks what the real definition of a friend is. And I always, you know, like I said, I was always so curious as to why does she only have one best friend? And I was like, dang, it's one thing to call somebody an acquaintance. Then it's another thing to call somebody a friend. Then to call somebody a best friend. Y'all, literally, like I told y'all, it was just so many learning, um, so many trials that I felt like I had to learn to really, really understand that definition. And it's just... To me, a definition of a friend, and I'm not even just talking about your girlfriends. I'm talking about even when you plan to be in a relationship with someone, if you want a a friend and a coworker, a friend and a boss, it's that love. That love comes from there. There's that unconditional love that loves you no matter what. And a lot of people are like, well, there are certain things I can't love. Okay, well, then you're not my friend. That's how I feel because nobody is perfect. And you shouldn't try to force your you shouldn't try to force perfection on somebody if you're clearly not perfect as well. And I'm very guilty of this where it's like, okay, well, I do stuff, but if someone else does it, I'm like, oh no, baby, that's not gonna work. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, honey, we not gonna do that. You know? And like I said, this goes, you know, to all um aspects no matter what kind of friendship relationship i feel like love is just the root of it all and it's i mean come on now read the bible love is like that soul thing it's that it's just that i don't want to call it an entity but it's so vital in this in this world in this life just love you see how love can change things how love can birth things and so that's that's what I realized friendship was. And that's when I really, really started to reflect and be like, who loves me? Who do I love? Who shows love? Who do I show love to? Because remember, it's not always about what people are doing to you. It's what you're doing to people too. So that was what I was going through during my little self-reflection is like, what, who have I been to people? And what has that equated to what kind of friendships have I produced from the way I've been to people because sometimes what happens is you may be going through something and you might be in a very depressed just you know nasty time in your life where you start to just be real and you know sometimes it's unintentional I could say for me I feel like sometimes I just do things unintentionally or it's like I don't I don't really realize it until someone calls it out or maybe someone never calls it out. And then later I'm like, was that okay? But, um, you know, sometimes you're going through things in life and you unintentionally displace what you're going through onto somebody else. And that will produce what type of atmosphere, you know, that friendship or relationship is going to have. Just like a toxic person is going to be in a toxic relationship. Like we can't, there's no if ands, and buts about it. So a depressed person is going to have a very strained relationship with the people in their lives because they have this, you know, these feelings built in, in them that they're misplacing onto other people. So that was what my, you know, self-reflection was about. And that's when I was like, yeah, 
<laughs> I like me. <laughs> I like me. Um, I have so much growing to do, but I love me enough to be okay with being in my presence. I have not entertained a BS relationship. Like I said, y'all, whether it be a girlfriend or an intimate relationship or as y'all heard, a coworker, like I don't put up with nothing. Mainly because like I said, I was distracted by my um last semester in nursing school, but summer is about to start and I'm just the type of person where it's just like, I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna keep to myself. I've loved my own company. Um so yeah, that that's pretty much this first episode. Um I keep saying um because like I said, I don't have anything like I don't have a topic for today, so I'm just trying to find some words. <laughs> but um, my theme for this summer is a self-love summer. A lot of people are like, oh, it's a hot girl summer. It's a summer. No, baby, for me, it's a self-love summer. It's all about self-love. It's all about exploring hobbies that I love and going out on self-dates and self-trips and self, 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 self. So that's what my summer is about. I, um, I, what's the word? I highly suggest, you know, everybody kind of get into that groove of loving themselves because I see a lot of um, people that I know and love get hurt simply because of that lack of self-love. And I will say before I, from I've always loved the word self-love. It was so trendy. It was so catchy, but I never understood what it was. And that's why I feel like life has changed for me. I thought I had self-love before when I would put myself first, but you can put yourself first and still be toxic and put that toxic self first. I had to literally detox and understand what is healthy and what is not healthy for me and me. Um, you know, like a soul detox. And that's when I understood self-love. And I mean, I really hope a lot of people can get something from that. Self-love does not mean putting yourself first. Self-love is you're going to be upset with yourself when you didn't go to the gym all week because you know that you're supposed to be healthy. You know that was a goal for you. You're going to be upset when, you know, you didn't do something that you intended to do because your goal is to not be lazy. That's self-love. Self-love isn't just, oh, I'm going to put myself first and F everybody and da-da-da-da. And if she wanted me, she can da da No, 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 no. That's not self-love. That's what I used to think. And that was such a foul way of thinking. Oh, my gosh. It was such a foul way of thinking. But, um, yeah, you guys. So that is the very first episode of Step Into My Life. And I hope you guys enjoyed. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys in the next episode. Okay, love y'all. Bye.